Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, Akuo, as you know, we have been having a year of learning about spiritual fruit. We learned how fruit is created through us by the Holy Spirit and all the different types of fruit there are. We learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations, right? And then we also learned that we have a choice either to hand out this fruit or keep it to ourselves. Sometimes God's going to be like, come on, come, come follow me and do that over here and we want you to go. Then in this last series, we learned how the Holy Spirit allows the fruit to be shared in small communities. Now, as this fruit is shared in these small communities, the hopes are that like the early church, it will go out into the world to bring other people to know who Jesus is. And for this reason, we need to make sure that we're getting community right, because it's through this community that the gospel, the story of Jesus, will be spread. So if we don't get community right, we might not be able to share the gospel. And it's what we're about here at Akuo. Our church mission statement is Akuo exists to bring people into community with Jesus and one another. Now, sometimes navigating through communities can be tough. It reminds me of a handful of years ago while I was in college. You see, during that time in my life, I'd slowly started to live out my faith. I wasn't like fully doing the right stuff all the time, but little by little I was doing that. And I was walking away from this party scene that I found myself in with friends of mine uh, that were from high school. And I was hanging out with a new community. It was a college group that met up once a week to, to talk, uh, read the Bible, and pray with one another. So one night, uh, my parents threw this big party. I think it was like somebody's birthday or, or something. But, but anyways, that same night, I had a function to go to with this group of college friends. Uh, so I did, what I did was go to the event with my college friends, and then I brought all of them back to my parents' house afterwards for this big party that they were throwing. So when I got back to my house, I saw that a lot of my high school buddies were there already. And, you know, our parents were, were all friends and as we were growing up, and we were all pretty close. So it wasn't weird for them to show up to this party at my house without me there. Uh, but anyways, these two groups didn't really know each other at all, but I did my best to introduce them. Hey, hey, good to meet you, whatever, you know, cool. Trying to make, get some connections going between the two of them. And immediately after that, they went to two different parts of the backyard. It didn't take at all. Now, because of that, I was like bouncing back and forth between these two groups, you know, like spend a little time over here and then go spend a little time over there and then go back and forth and back and forth. And every time I walked over to my high school group, they'd be like, you need another beer? You want another beer? Hey, why don't you just drink that beer and I'll get you another one. And it was like they were trying to get me drunk or something, which was normal for when I would hang out with those bros. Now, eventually, the church folks called it a night, and all my high school friends were still there. And at that point, you know, I grabbed one of those beers that they kept on offering me up to go and grab another. And I started in the conversation with them and, and carrying on as, as we would. And uh, at one point, one of my friends looked at me and goes, why are you acting differently now that they left? And I, I didn't really know what to say. Because I, I, I would start asking myself that question. Why had I been acting differently? Was I trying to like live this life with two different halves? Or you know, on one side, I'm trying to be like the cool party guy. And then on the other side, I'm like trying to be the Bible study Christian dude. I didn't know what was causing me to act like this, but what I did realize in that moment was that it was going to be a problem if I tried to continue to live both ways. Have you ever been in a position like this? Stuck between two different communities? With one group, you might like act a certain way. But when you're with the other group, you're a little bit different. Or maybe you're a lot different. 
I think all of us, a lot of us, we, we probably do this in a handful of ways, right? Maybe not like wild swings, but when you're with your work friends, you might carry yourself a little bit differently than you find yourself with your church friends versus when you find yourself with your family or your spouse or your loved ones. You know, things are a little, get, a little bit different. But I guess the real question, I, I, the real questions I need to ask you are, do you know where your community is? And do you know what to do and how to act when you get there? Well, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul was helping the church in the city of Ephesus deal with the community that was trying to figure out their place. This church is one of the many early churches that Paul helped get started, and he actually spent years with the members of this church helping get it off the ground. And this church was located in a city that had people coming and going from all over the world. It was a hub for lots of non-Jewish or uh, Gentile people. Now, because this was such a hub of people from across the world and across cultures, it meant that they didn't have a lot in common. The other thing it meant was that these people were coming from different areas that didn't understand what it looked like to follow God. You see, the Jewish people, they knew all about it. They got this just fine. They knew what it was like to live a life that was uh, set up and, and, and given direction by the laws of Moses. So stepping in to the rules of Jesus, that, that the rules that Jesus put on them was much easier. So easy, in fact, that they would try and add, add extra rules that were never asked of them. So in this section that we're going to be reading here today, we're going to see Paul trying to lead the church of Ephesus to lead themselves in the best way possible. So let's take a look there at Ephesians 4. There it says, Then we can no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. In this writing, Paul had the Ephesians, he, he's calling them out right here, right? He's saying, you can't be these childish Christians. You need to be acting like a mature, full-grown follower of Jesus. Paul's explaining to them that there, needs, there were lots of preaching, right? There's lots of things going on that are actually lies, but those lies would be so good that they're going to sound like the truth. These believers of Jesus with backgrounds that worshiped other gods would have all these other voices in their ears. And I'm sure they would get different ideas from their family and friends. But I bet you they would come home from a weekend barbecue and they'd have people ask them, why do, you, why do you act differently with those people? When you're with all those Christian people that you started hanging out with, why do you act different? So this is a good day to jump into the scripture because I think you can see this with parents and their children. There's going to come a certain part of time in each child's life where they'll be asked to stop being immature and start acting like adults. Times when they need to jump behind the wheel of a car or vote or move out of the house for the first time. And our hope as parents is that when, we, when they get there, we have them trained up to deal with any problems that come at them. Not only to deal with them, but to deal with them in a way that's good. We don't want them to take the advice of the first unintelligent friend that comes up with a harebrained idea. In the same way, that is what Paul is urging the Ephesians to do. Stop listening to the words of the world. Stop being thrown around by any new piece of info that is preached out there. And for me personally, I'm actually a fairly skeptical person. I have a tendency to not believe people at their word. I like to say, I believe in Jesus and everyone else needs to bring me data. But here's the deal. Where are we getting our data from? Is it coming from like a trustworthy place or is it coming from something that isn't real? I think the really tough question that we all need to ask ourselves is this. Is the data we're looking at, is the data I'm looking at, is the data you're looking at actually real? Or is it just data that's cementing my opinion on something? 
Because if you're just looking for data to prove what you think, you can find it anywhere. And when I start thinking about data and stats and whatever, I, I think uh, about a professor that, that told us this uh, one time while I was in college. He said, 74% of all statistics are made up. Which is a tongue-in-cheek thing for sure, but there is a little bit of truth to it. We're all biased. And when we look at a set of numbers, we want to put our own spin on it. So when we're looking at all this stuff and we can't find the right answer, because all the lies look like truth, how do we know what is real? How do we know what to trust coming from our own community? Well, Paul dives into that in this next part of Ephesians. There, Paul writes, Instead of being tossed around by all these new teachings, we will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So Paul has the formula for us to battle disinformation within our communities. It's really straightforward, and there isn't a lot of fluff to it. It's actually our big idea for this week. If you can take one thing away from our teaching, let it be this. Speak loving truths and grow in Christ. Speak loving truths and grow in Christ. If we can be speaking truth through love to each other, it'll be a lot easier for us to trust our community, right? I mean, think about how much you trust that person that's lying to you regularly. Not very much. Or think about how much you trust someone that is always tearing you down and ripping you to shreds because of the thought that you hold. You don't listen to either one of those people, even if they're speaking the truth. And it doesn't matter how much data they bring to the table, at a certain point, you won't believe them because of who they are and how they treat you, not because of what they say. Guys, the same thing goes for us. If we are not speaking in love and truth, people will not see us as trustworthy in our communities. It's not enough for us to speak a half-truth in a loving way, and it's not enough for us to speak the full truth in a harsh way. We need to speak with love and with truth. We need to be able to speak to people in a way that shows them who Jesus is. This goes for everyone. When you're dealing with your significant other, love and truth. When you're dealing with coworkers, love and truth. With your parents, love and truth. And for parents, we have to speak to our kids with love and truth. And if you can do that, you can show these kids that they are valued by you and that you can be trusted. As parents, those are some of the best things that you can be known for in your child's life. As a person that they can go to when they need love as a person they can go to when they need to hear the truth. And that goes for, for uh, actual biological children, adopted kids, or spiritual children. Speaking the truth and love gets so much easier also when you're growing in Christ. When we can be digging into our community with Jesus, when we can figure out how to be walking with Jesus more often, then we can be growing in him. Well, how, can, how will we do that? What ways can we start doing that? Well, Paul has some thoughts on how we can do that right here. He writes, With the Lord's authority, I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful 
pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. So guys, remember, Paul is speaking to a group of people that came from a Gentile background. They know exactly what Paul is asking them to stop doing. And right now, I think we all need to do like a real gut check and ask ourselves these questions. One, am I living a life like the Gentiles? Is my mind full of darkness? Have I hardened my heart against God or the people that God has placed around me? And do I live for pleasure or do I live a life to serve others? That last question can be really tough, right? And I think it's one that we need to look at well, that we can see fairly easy, we can understand fairly easy. I mean, look at your life and think. If you aren't doing something for your fellow neighbor, if you can't do things to make your community better and you're only worried about yourself, there's a good chance you are living for lustful pleasure and not for Jesus. You can say all the right stuff, use all the right Christianese, show up to church every Sunday, feed at an orphanage, whatever, but if at the end of the day, you're denying your community to take care of your preferences first, you're doing it the wrong way. You're living a life in the same way a person would live their life that didn't know anything about Jesus. And Paul actually speaks further on this. We'll go back to Ephesians. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off all your old sinful nature and former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. I can feel Paul's like fire as he's writing this. Paul is telling this church of people that he knows to be believers, that they need to be better. He's like, you know what Jesus taught. You know what he was called to do. Stop falling for the tricks of this world. Stop falling for the lies that you are being told. Stop falling for the idea that you got to pick a side to fully be a Christian. Stop falling for the idea that you need to destroy people across from you to help them understand your point. Instead of all those things, speak loving truths and grow in Christ. Here's how Paul put it. He wrote, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Akua, we have a bunch of things that we carry every day and we need to get rid of them. We won't be able to grow in Christ if we're holding on to bitterness, rage, harsh words and slander. You have to give those up. Your quality of life here on this earth is not worth it. Instead, be kind, tenderhearted, and forgive. Forgive the way God forgave us through Jesus. Remember, when we start to get up on our high horses that we, all that we are all considered to fall short of the way God has wanted us to live, we all fall short. And it's only because of Jesus that God will ever see us as righteous. It's only because of Jesus that he lived a perfect life without sin and then sacrificed himself for us that we are able to receive that. We aren't known as the screw-ups in the kingdom. We aren't known as the hotheads. We aren't known as the cheaters. We're known as the children of God. And not because of what we do, but because of what we believe. 
We believe that Jesus simply sacrificed his life for us to wipe away all of the ways we have fallen short of God's expectations. And for some of you, you've been listening to me kind of go on and on about growing in Jesus and, and all that stuff, but you've never even gotten started with them. And if that's you first, I'd like to thank you for being a part of this conversation that we're having today as we're learning and, and, and figuring these things out together. Second, I, I want to give you an opportunity to start with Jesus, to join our community if that's something you're interested in. Now, to be in community with Jesus, all you have to do is simply have a conversation with him, which we would call a prayer. Then you just let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth in the best way you possibly can. It's that simple. And to help you, what I'd like to do is ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always an entire community praying along with you. So if you want to connect to Jesus today, i just like to ask you to bow your heads and pray along with me. And if you're someone who has already prayed this prayer or already had this conversation with Jesus, just pray along with us for those folks that are praying this for the first time. Uh, so just bow your heads and pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Thank you for doing everything, for walking this earth the way you did and for sacrificing your life the way you did for me. Today I say that I believe in you. I believe in everything you did for me. And Jesus, right here, right now, I ask for you to start speaking into my life. Help me follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now let's just keep our heads bowed right now. If you're a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades or the last five seconds, and you want to get some help asking and getting loving truth and growing in Jesus right now, I want you to pray something like this along with me. Jesus, thank you for your patience with me. I ask that you would help me show that same patience with all my brothers and sisters. I ask that you would help me show that same patience with my kids, with my coworkers, with my spouse. I ask that you would remind me to grow in you daily, Jesus. Help me show loving truths to all the people around me. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, guys, thanks to you for, for spending some time with us here today. Before we go, I have a few things I'd like to share with you. So the, the first thing I want to talk about is over the last few weeks, we've been urging you to connect with us and our community. And, and one of the easiest ways for you to do that is by joining one of our community groups here at Akuo. So for that, all you have to do is go to our website, click on the community link that you'll find up on the top, and you'll see all the different groups that we have set up here at Akuo Church that will be getting started next week. The week of the 13th, we'll be getting all those groups started. So if you are interested in being a part of one of these groups, click on the link sign up, and we will have you be a part of a community as soon as possible. This is what we are about here at Akuo, and we cannot wait for you to be a part of one of these community groups here at Akuo Church. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Guys, we know that when you trust God with anything, 
there's a great blessing, right? With your family, your friends, whatever, there's a blessing. But it's not necessarily like, hey, I trust God with finances, I end up with a Maserati. It's not how it works. But what does happen is that you will get a spiritual blessing in your life when you trust God with anything. Now, right now, that might not be a possibility for you. Things might be really tough for you and your family. If things are tough for you, right now, we, we want to help out. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. Over the last couple of months, we've been able to help out single moms, uh, folks that are uh, close to being homeless, and, and all kinds of folks. Uh, we just want to help. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website at kuo.church and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.cedaveta at akua.church, or you can call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here to Kuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akua.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link, those, follow those instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that I love you all, and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. So before we go, just let me pray over you one last time. So uh, Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their phone, puts their phone away, and and, and just um, turns off their TV. I pray that they will hear you. I pray that they will hear you speaking truth into their lives. I pray that they will feel you loving on them. And I pray that they will grow closer to you over the next week. And Jesus, I pray that during that time, they will also be able to speak loving truth to people and help other people grow in you as well. We thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.